Lose your train of thought. Marriage things. <laughs> um, yeah, quote, so marriage things. <laughs> marriage things. That sounds sexy. Heyo. <laughs> You're listening to Lead Him to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to Lead Him to Life. I am delighted to be sitting down with my new friends, Innie and Kana Hickman. So Innie and Kana, I met you guys when you came to the great state of South Dakota for our couples conference a couple weeks ago. And thank you for taking time to sit down and have a follow-up conversation with me. We're excited to be here. Yeah, South Dakota. That was fun. You love South Dakota. We never... I love South Dakota. I love You do, right? I love both Dakotas. I love them both equally. And now (laughs) Idaho, too. That's your new place? Yeah, I put those three together now. They're beautiful We have nothing to do with Idaho. I know, but I just, I, yeah, I'm sorry. You is guys that how outsiders sort of see no, South Dakota? Fly, it's not fair, is it? It's be just okay wrong. with being us big square. I mean, it's just like, you, you guys are, it's good. this is why Texans have a bad It's rap. true. You're giving Texans a bad name right now. Babe. All right, you Texans, tell us a little bit about who you are. Give us a few fun facts. Well, well, first of all, I just want to say that that conference was the first of its kind that we've ever I mean, we've ever seen mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Absolutely. I don't know. You're going to call it reckless every year. I don't know yet. Well, okay. So reckless was yeah. the, one of the most innovative things we've ever seen. It was yeah. great. It was absolutely one of the best, well, like most well-designed marriage yeah. things I've ever seen. Yeah. So, well done. Quality there. start to finish. Yeah. I think you just, you know, you elevate, you keep elevating. It's awesome. It's great. Mm. And, and the people, yes. in South Dakota are awesome. Yeah. And they remind me of Texans because they're awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate hearing that because, yeah, one of the things, you know, some of the things that I want to talk to you guys about um, was uh, a few of the insights that you shared with many of the couples who attended the conference. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of want to spend some time just unpacking uh, a lot of the graces, but digging into them a little bit more. So, so you guys are from Texas. You have, how many kids do you have? We have seven children and one on the way um, due mid-June. That's right. So Seven children, one more on the way. So you're a busy, big family, mm-hmm. and you're both kind of working full-time in ministry. One of the things that I was so attracted to in you, though, is just the pace of life that you have set. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, first of all, let's talk a little bit about you have <laughs> people over every Friday night. To your house yeah generally almost I mean, every friday night every friday night it started out on wednesdays now it's friday or it was sunday for a second to um and 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 it's general terms i mean there are times where you know there's somebody vomiting or whatever or somebody you know like there's there but but in general we um yeah we set out to love our neighbors in a very practical specific way. And that is just simply by letting them know that they can come over um, to an open house potluck once a week at our house. And um, it was something that we really, I mean, the day that we knew it, I mean, maybe you want to tell the story driving home from St. Thames. When, you mean when Dominic? Yeah. 
So our son was, I don't know, like four or five. Yeah. I don't know how old he was, but he was in the, um, you know, Sunday school. Um, it was that time of life where I was really thankful there was a nursery during mass yeah. time and I could send my child <laughs> to behave or so I could just pay attention to mass. You know, he would behave in, in CCE or whatever. But, um, but we picked him up from, from school and we were, or from whatever that's called, Sunday school and headed home. Um, and he, all of a sudden he pipes up from the back seat. He's like, mom, dad, can we meet our neighbors? You know, and that was just a big, um, moment of like jaw drop, like, Oh, what? Well, why, 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 why would we meet our neighbors? Why, I don't, like, I don't, most of my neighbors I'm kind of like creeped out by. I don't really know. It was one of these neighborhoods that would just people would shut the garage door before they would get out of their car, you know, in order to sort of avoid. And we were the same way. I mean, I remember declining a man's offer to help me trim the trees. Cause I was like out there with like manual scissors and the guy was like, hey, do you want to use this electric one? Like, it goes quicker. And I'm like, no, like, I like the <laughs> thing that I'm doing. Like, we were terrible. And um, yeah, but, but, but at the same time, we were traveling abroad and we were going on mission trips. And, you know, I was, we were preaching on stages and we were doing this thing. But like when our son said, well, so our, took our, us our Jesus, you know, Jesus asked us to love our neighbors. So I figured we should like meet them. And for us, there was a need for community, but it was difficult to make, to build community among the, the people who were just at church. It was like, we, there was a different longing. There was Bible study, there was youth group, there was things like that. But then there was this longing for real community in our proximity, in our neighborhood. And so we moved to Houston and yeah, that was our goal to set out to just open our house. Intentionally and get intentionally. to know the people who live closest to us, mm -hmm. you know, um, invite our friends and our, our, uh, you know, the people we already knew into that as well, but to get to, yeah, to get to know the people who live closest to us, regardless of. Yeah. And it was crazy. Whatever. I think one of the interesting things about that is that oftentimes we assimilate ourselves with people that we are most like, that we have common interests with, shared, uh, I don't know, share, shared values, et cetera. But you don't choose who you live next to. Well, I guess you do. You could buy the house or not. But most of the time we don't walk around and meet our neighbors before we move in. So I'm assuming that your neighbors, these people that you just had this longing to kind of be in connection with, um, a lot of them uh, maybe shared different values, different backgrounds, different interests, et cetera. How did that play out in building those friendships and building those relationships? Was it apparent? Uh, how did it stretch you? Yeah. I mean, a ton. Right. It's a good question. You know, and it's, it's not as easy as it sounds necessarily to start meeting and getting to know your neighbors. Um, we, we found that, you know, it, it actually turned out that we were able to, we did move into a house where we knew people who lived right next door. We didn't know them incredibly well, but we very much admired them. Um, they were, you know, a few years older than us in life and had children quite a bit older than ours and, and, but we're faithful practicing, um, Catholic family. Yeah. So I, I that think, helped yeah. because we knew at least one family on the street, you know, and we wanted to be, you know, to learn from them. But, but yeah, but I mean, like any, like any relationship right. where you're, you know, you, especially where we were coming from and it was sort of this mentality of winning, you know, you hear the term like winning souls, you know, and we were sort of in a ministry mindset for many years that, people were sort of like these numbers that you had to win and especially win to our like faith you. tradition and our ideologies, as opposed to this very simple command to love, which 
he didn't say convert your neighbor and he didn't say preach to your neighbor, but that's kind of what we were doing for so many years and kind of like we won one or we won 10 or we won, you know, there was, you know, 2000 kids on their knees in adoration, crying their eyes out, like, you know, like whoopee, you know, because (laughs) where were those kids? I was working at Steubenville conferences for, you know, for 15 years going like, okay, you would think that if we were, converting really making disciples of all the kids who were coming to these conferences they would be the young adults they would be the priests they would be and it's not happening so where does it happen best and it's in this relationship um, of love and so so we began to move towards this more like small discipleship method and soon realized that even that to our neighbors is offensive or could be yeah could be and you don't actually get to love them in a place of, I have something that you don't have, and I'm going to give it to you, um, and uh, and you know, or my or my stealthy dinner here is going to be the bait to get you in, so that I can then convert you or move you to our church or whatever the case may be. When again, the command was simple, and we found that once we start, when when we started to just love them and actually not avoid the conversations when it came up or the deep conversations, right. but to not steer it that way intentionally and to talk about the things that were common to just human beings and being parents and, and start with real genuine curiosity about them about and them. what makes yeah. them tick and yeah. what, you know, what they're passionate about. And so, yeah. And so it was like years in until uh, one of our neighbors, you know, was like, he found us on the internet and said, or like on YouTube or something. And then he was like, Hey man, like, you're like a guy, um, you know, like you're, you're like, like a, a preacher, you're guy. a preacher guy. Um, when are you going to tell me about Jesus? He's like, when are you hmm. going to like do that to me? Hmm. And I was like, maybe never, well, maybe, I don't know. maybe now, do you want to like, talk about like, it? Do you want to talk about Jesus? I didn't know, you know, like, I didn't know that you would never show any interest in that. Um, so, yeah, my, uh, what ends up happening is that in a genuine relationship and authenticity and genuine curiosity, um, God gets to work. God gets to work, you know, and he gets the credit too. You know, it's just like loving people can't, Jesus leads people to Jesus. And I really believe that in love communities, you know, beloved communities, that's what can happen. Yeah. And, right. And loving, love it's a risk, right? You know, so you risk, yeah. you know. I just was going to say it's a risk because, it, we, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about vulnerability and, and having a curiosity, a healthy curiosity and wonder about the human person, about mm-hmm. another. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just really providential that you're sharing that because that really is has been a theme kind of in my life lately of, of how do we just really, uh, yeah, ponder someone else and be willing to engage with someone else, even if it's a little bit outside of our comfort zone. So, yeah. um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Not have to win the conversation, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, because I mean, I, I think an openness to, to, to other requires somewhat of an openness to, um, to change yourself too, you know, mm-hmm. um, we can't be so staunchly, you know, set. I mean, of course we have to embrace certain truth as truth or whatever, you know, but, um, but so staunchly set in like, this is the way I know, um, only because our stories are our stories and their stories are their stories. Yeah. There's that great C.S. Lewis. Permission. Yeah. That C.S. Lewis. Um, I think it's, was it, um, horse and his boy? No. Yeah. Horse and his boy. 
And um, you're gonna have to keep going because I don't know. No, Shasta. Shasta is. Um, was it our? Who's the girl? Shasta is asking Aslan when he finds out that there's only one lion. Mm-hmm. He asks Aslan, "Why right. did you strike? Why did he was mad at Aslan because right. he struck? He, he took a swipe at her at Ari. What's her name? I can't remember Ari, right now. Ari, Arwen or something strikes her. Arwen's the horse. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah. Anyway. And uh, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, that is her story, right. and yours is a different story." Mm-hmm. And you and you don't need to know her story. Like there's a God's writing a story with all of us, and um, we're. I need to listen for where God is working in my neighbor's life. You, you know, I need to listen even to even if the, the voice is the so care, so yeah. not the way we hear God speak to yeah, us. You know, the care the care that God is doing to lead them um, through blessing, and it's my job to sort of point that out in them and encourage them, and that doesn't. That doesn't even often happen at church, you know, like it's oftentimes this sort of, um, but the good news about neighbors is they like know your business, <laughs> you know, like. They know you when you're hide. coming and going. Yeah, you can hide, right. Like you can hide from your neighbors at church, like, you know, just a little bit of distance there. They think you got it all together. If you can pull it together for an hour, you know, and, or maybe two for CCE, for your neighbors, like they hear you fighting, they hear your kids screaming. They can see your raggedy <laughs> ass dog getting around, you know, like, get in here. Ah, you know? Um, so, you know, you have to be vulnerable around yeah. your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. So part of your guys' story was that you took three, three months, right? And you took your family to Guatemala, moved to Guatemala for three months. Where, where did that crazy idea come from? Why the heck did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'd been in, I mean, yeah, really we, I say we, and he was the one usually like offered the salary or whatever, but had been in full-time ministry for 15 years. And, um, I don't know, longer, 17, 17 years. Yeah. Close enough. Um, and just, we're at a point where we knew God was calling us to something not necessarily different, but just maybe deeper. You know, we knew we needed to pause and listen to his voice, kind of, if that makes sense. Um, and we needed to rest in order to be able to do that because we had just been going full time. Um, yeah, nonstop. And so we, yeah. it kind of came up with this crazy thought, what, what if, and then somehow that what if turned into like, yeah, we can make this happen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a really blessed time um, in our, in our life. Uh, we had been a part of a ministry that that was a true blessing for you know for us to really be able to do what we felt called to do. I mean, who's going to pay? We we set out literally to start a dinner in a neighborhood, <laughs> and there were people who came alongside us and said, "Yeah, we'll support that." You know, mm-hmm. like we'll do that, and and then we it turned into a worship night, and we started you know, and then there were other people who were inspired by that and they wanted to become missionaries like us in neighborhoods and all sorts of things. And we were part of this organization called the door ministries. And after 11 years, um, and a lot of growth, the board, you know, like posed this question to Kana, like, so how long has it been since you've had your husband? I think I remember what the, you've had your husband 
to your family longer right. than a week, like just to your family. Have right. it, has that ever, you know, and like Kana just went, Mah! you know, like, like just never. started, for, yeah, you know, never. and they said, yeah, and it never, it's never happened. And, uh, and they were like, this is what we want to do you know, we've talked through and they, yeah, they supported us on a three month sabbatical. And, um, yeah, it, it was a moment. Um, was that humbling for you? Oh, it- yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, I think, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 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 you know, we, we've definitely, um, it started as like, yeah, it was about a, it was probably about a year beforehand that we heard that, you know, sort of like what's next. And, um, you know, it had been a while. It had been a big, long while. Um, there were some salary requirement things coming up. Our family had grown a lot since we had started a door. Um, and so, yeah, we just needed a moment to reset. And there's some, like, I mean, I, you know, sabbatical rhythm has always been sort of a part of our weekly routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean? If somebody's never heard that term, what's sabbatical yeah. rhythm? a good question so um it i mean sabbatical refers to sabbath which in the jewish culture and even you know before christ um was just the day of rest you know um and it was instituted at creation essentially when god you know he created the world and then on the on the seventh day he rested um so yeah so for for many years we were like well god you know you know god is holy god rested rest is holy, you know, like there's something to this thing. And so we take the, you know, so we're like 24, six, right. <laughs> you know, like we go hard on Saturday right. too. Saturday's like we don't day. believe right. like we're really, you know, insistent, you know, upon Saturday being work. Uh, I mean, it's homework, not necessarily, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily work. The yard kind of, work. Right. It's clean it's up. House you're moving. Laundry, yeah. It's, right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's errands. It's everything like right. that because tomorrow we're doing nothing. And we gen- generally do, you know, like mass and then we go to eat probably with, with my family or, you know, definitely with our So family. this was something you were used yeah, to we already, already kind of that rhythm. Right. So then- and, we, and we knew, we, yeah, we knew that it was important in our week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if that's the thing, we kind of expanded that to, you know, months, you know, every, every seven months or so, Kana would take a time to get away. Um, Date, Ret- weekly date style, nights, right. retreats twice a year, just like this idea that there is a six or seven, you know, six or seven day kind of period, six or seven week period, six or seven month period, hmm. six or seven year period that there is a, yeah, there's a cycle, there's a rhythm to it all. And so um, we, hit, we were long overdue on our seven years and thought we need to take a sabbatical and so, and, you know, to rest and to, and to, and to move into what what God has in our next chapter and thank God. I mean, that we listen to him because from there, I mean, um, nothing's changed, but God has called us into a, into a deeper relationship with him and deeper relationship into our mission, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where Delray collective kind of, it came out of our moment, mm-hmm. our sabbatical moment in, in Guatemala. For sure. Well, as you're talking about that, it almost just, honestly, it's like, it just makes you take a deep breath the idea of that. Right. And I think so many uh, people would 
would feel that same thing. Doesn't that sound amazing? You know, how, I, I wish I could do that or right. whatever. Or I and I never do that. Or I could never do that is kind of the, is kind of the response that honestly comes up in me a little bit of, we don't have, you know, the finances to do something like that. But, um, but I'm also kind of convicted that we can set that, you know, we've, we as couples, we as families, we can create a culture in our own family, in our own marriage, in our own, you know, workplace, whatever of those rhythms. So what was, what was that for you guys? You know, how did you, um, kind of come to terms with that and combat the, oh my gosh, there's no way we could do that moment. Yeah. yeah it's hard. I mean, I think prior, you know, priorities, right. Everybody has different priorities and, um, well, what is Father Mike taught us you know, last year? Yeah, it was so that was the mind blowing to me when <laughs> when I heard him say this is you know we talk about priorities and only in very modern times has the word priority been pluralized, but really it's priority. There's huh. one. There's one. Yeah. There's one. And right, and yeah. so to have all these mul- this idea of multiple priorities is kind of bogus. Um, yeah. You know, and, there's one trajectory. Right. You know, and I think that. It is, uh, you know, uh, Deacon Keating said it at the conference. You know, that was one of those um, really amazing moments, I think, there where uh, I can't remember what exactly he was pointing out, but it was probably something around like um, budget or calendar or something. That's right. He goes, 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 oh, are you busy? And then he goes, you know, you did that. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. He goes, he goes, you know, you did that. <laughs> it right, was like, yeah. you did that. You, right. You're busy. You did you that. Did that. You did that. Mm-hmm. You made yourself busy. And um, that it, when your trajectory, you know, can be like the Lord and living in that freedom of, I just want to, I want to seek you more. I want to follow you more closely. Um, there is going even, to be, yeah. there's going to be really weird circumstances where you look funny. You're, you're like the way you live looks a little funny and looks a little different than right. Than or others. if your priority is really, you know, loving, you know, and want, willing the good of the other in your life, right? So in this case, you know, my husband, you know, willing his good. It was obvious to me mm-hmm. that it was time, you know, for, a, you know, for a rest, connection time. Yeah, yeah, time for us. To what did it do for your eye. marriage? Oh, it's so good for our marriage. <laughs> We've been happily married. And I think it's, it's sometimes, I think, um, ah, gosh, this is going to sound so self-righteous. I'm not, I'm telling you guys, like we, we have just invested in our marriage, our entire marriage. And so the, it's, it was less of a, man, it did something so great. It was more of a celebration of like, are we badass? You know, like, <laughs> no. aren't we great? Like, no, we together, took, we took a, we, like, it was more of a ramp, you know? We're doing think, this yeah. together. It, yeah. It, like, yeah. it, 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 it did do, it did launch us into a new season, into a new, you know, like, updated mission or updated branding or something like that. But, like, Whoa. but for real, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a, um, yeah, it was a launch pad, but it had been, building momentum yeah for years but it really did I mean it was just it was a beautiful time in our marriage we had so much more time to communicate mm-hmm. about 
all things life. We finished, <laughs> you know? we finished, we finished conversations. so many conversations. We finished. I love that. Cause so, yeah. so often, how often do we start conversations right. that we just and don't we have time to finish? finish. No, finished. especially with we young like, children. We finished. We talked about that. And then we stopped and we were like done talking. We're like, hmm. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> finish that conversation. So yeah, it just, um, to allow, yeah, to give each other space and to allow space for, for ourselves and then for our family too. I mean, we just had never had that kind of intentional quality time, you know, with our kids either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. you know, so in a couple of weeks we get to take another family there. We've taken a few families there, a lot of individuals, a lot of married couples. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that was one of the things that kind of came out of that as well. And so I can't wait. We're taking our first family. Yeah. Uh, friends of ours. Yeah. The, the closest. So I've seen pictures. I have not been, but I know that it is extraordinarily beautiful, right? You're on, it's it's kind of, it's kind of mountains and and ocean combined, right? Right. You can, yeah. So we're about two and a half hours from the ocean where we stay. Okay. Less. An hour and a half. Oh, it's like an hour and a half. You're right. Um, The Pacific. Right. So it gets real, real hot down there, but we're in the cool of the mountains where we'll stay for the majority of the time. And then there's a big, volcanic. big, big lake that we visit as well. Yeah. Um, all, all surrounded by volcanoes. Um, some most inactive, some active. Um, it's going to be and, fine. It's the, mo- it's the, the most veg- Instagrammable <laughs> country in the world. In I stop. In your opinion, you there's have not, not been all another, over the world, but. Uh, well, show like maybe Bali. Like. <laughs> Again, I I think it's, I've I seen think Instagram it's of Bali. I'm just saying, like, I've seen Instagram of a it. lot of places. Well, I think it's, I've traveled there. I think it's interesting because you guys, you know, however many years ago when you took your three month sabbatical, you could have gone, um, you could have gone nowhere. You could have stayed at home and been at your house and just chosen, you know, we're not going to work. We're going to take three months off of work or whatever. But I think there's something so profound about going to a place of beauty. Mm-hmm. And, and that is absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. And, and why is that? You know what? I would love to just hear you guys' thoughts. This has been something that's been really important for, for Matt and I, um, just in, in our marriage, we kind of pursue, uh, in, in our adventures together, we pursue beauty. Um, because it does, it, it enlightens us. It lifts us in a certain way. I would say that my husband feels closest to God when he's standing on top of a mountain. Um, you know, that's his like sanctuary really. It's, it's such a a real thing for him. And I want to be on the ocean. I want to hear the waves, that kind of thing. I think there's a real way in which God speaks to us through beauty. What's been that experience for you guys? Why, why beauty? I mean, I, God. It, yeah, I mean, God is beauty. He's mm. truth, beauty, and goodness. And, you know, in my belief system. And so I just feel like there, there's no way to not encounter him when you encounter something of beauty mm. um, and natural beauty specifically, because we know he created it. And, you know, so it's just so, it's just so, it can be so breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, especially and, natural and beauty, natural beauty gift. has a ha, natural beauty for me. I think I'm probably like your husband. I mean, um, it's so clearly his, you know, it's so clearly his, like we get to, we get to enjoy music and we, we applaud the, the, um, the musician, you know, or the, the author or the painter, you know, and, and, you know, you know, what's beautiful, but like when God paints, you know, a sky or, you know, or you start to map out the stars and you just like, you know, you're literally, you have nothing to do but worship 
You know, you have nothing to do. If you believe that this is what you're looking at right now is something that your creator made and knew that you were going to be right there. <laughs> to enjoy, right? We had yeah. this great experience. Uh, Zelly, her mm-hmm. birthday um, was a really beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Sunrise. 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 It was all pink. The whole entire thing was pink. She woke up on her three-year-old birthday. Her three-year-old birthday <laughs> in Guatemala. She has a 360 view. We have like a ter- terrace. Of a pink sky. Three yeah, volcanoes. Of One of them active volcano. And it's just pink. The whole thing's pink. And so we're like, Sally, God did this for you. It's your pink. Like, it's your pink. She did this. For, you know, he did this for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then, uh, and then that evening, the sun was setting again. And there was like one cloud. It was pink. And she was like, she's like, there's my pink. Oh. So then, like, every evening, every <laughs> she morning, she, like, believed that the pink was hers. Right. And, and it, it probably was. was. It was. Of course it was it hers. Was. And it was mine. And it was, you know, yeah. it's like, that is her pink. And I love that. Like, just, can could we look with genuine awe and wonder and, and, then, and then that response of worship, just like, thanks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is yeah, a, it stirs a, something in us. It yeah, stirs totally. in us from a very, very young age, this, this recognition of, of grandeur and of mm-hmm. something that we cannot make. We right. cannot create on our own that I think really evokes a response in the human heart. And yeah, I, I attribute um, many moments of great conversion and confidence that indeed God was real to encounters like that. Even just this past winter going to, uh, this past fall going to Banff, Canada. And I just was in a rut. It was a rough year for me uh, in a lot of ways. And standing at the top of this mountain range, looking out and seeing just peaks on peaks on peaks. Indeed, he is who he says he is. You know, it just, it was so clear to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just, it stirred me in in a beautiful way. Yeah, and that that can happen. I'm reading like a very poetic book right now. we had we did a, a haiku symposium the other night. Um, you know, great classical music. Um, we like to go to modern, you know, uh, museum of modern art. Um, conversations, right? And and, yes. and then there's and, and then right. there's then there's the pinnacle for us. Like so, it's natural beauty, and I think the miracle of food, <laughs> is, like the culinary arts, we preach. We, we're really big fans of the table. Yeah. And believe that miracles happen when people sit down to eat and drink good yeah. food. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm like Cajun by heritage, you know, so the, you know, the happiest people on the planet, like proven. Okay. Like <laughs> if you want to see the happiest people on the planet, go to Louisiana and it is, and that's, you know, that is, uh, maybe 90% do to Jesus. They're, they love Jesus and joy. And then the other 5% is probably spirit. And I don't mean Holy spirit. I mean, spirits. <laughs> maybe I got those flip flopped. Hold on. I don't know. Anyway, it's food. It's food. And it's food. Yeah. And dance and, you know, those types of things. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we might not agree on the, the painting when we're looking at a painting, but we agree that like this 
steak is good or this, you know, this, this cake is good. This yellow cake with chocolate. Yeah. It brings people together. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Culinary arts I think have been sort of neglected as um, a piece of that puzzle. And yeah. And and a form of beauty even, I should say. It's a part, yeah, it's a part of, it's part of the mission of Delray Collective to get more people just eating together mm-hmm. um, and, and concentrating on that good. So that, you know, so, um, yeah. So pilgrimage is one part of it. Pilgrimage is part of it. Uh, we eat well there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge part of it. Coffee, chocolate, they're both invented, you know, by the Maya. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're uh, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a good time. But, um, and there's going to be a recipe book coming out. Uh, we're doing, we're doing that with a friend of ours. Um, there's going to be a truck driving, a truckster, actually, uh, an RV converted to a mobile kitchen that's going to be cruising the country as well. Cool. Um, it's called Table Salt. And I guess it's on Instagram now, tablesalt.ct, I think. Okay. The, uh, yeah. And this is a member of the collective. Her name's Renee, and we're really pumped for her new project. So, um, Go Supported check that her, out. Yeah. Where, yeah. She's going to be cruising around eating, eating a meal with somebody every, 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 every evening. evening for an entire year. Um, and That's good. that'll be life changing. Talk about life changing, you know, dots, um, from, you know, coast to coast with yeah. who are a part of Delray Collective. So, yeah. So well, we'll you guys, South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Bring it to South Dakota. That would be awesome. Or wherever our listeners might be. Um, so one of the things that I do on this podcast, I'm going to give you this question and then I'm going to talk for a little while so that you can think of your answer. So one of the things that I do on this podcast is to ask you, what is a question that you have been pondering? I always say that this is a place with more questions than answers because I believe that, um, yeah, that, in pondering some of these things that it's, it's through asking questions of myself, my friends, uh, those people that have asked great questions in my life that I have come to a greater understanding of who I am, my place in the world, et cetera, et cetera. It just makes you think of the world differently. Right? Mm -hmm. So I ask every guest, what is a question that you guys have been pondering? And the rule is you can't answer it. Um, it has to be left unanswered and it's something that our listeners can just kind of sit with and begin to ponder in their own lives. So do you have a question that you have been pondering lately? Wait, we can't answer it? Yeah, no. you can't answer it. You, well, you know, you, you answer just what is your question. Her question, but you don't oh, answer the question. I was like sitting there like, you told me not to answer the question. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You got to give your answer, but we can't answer what your question is. We have to an answer of our question, what our question is. Oh, gosh. Um, is justice justice? Because it is a command of God, or is justice justice because it is the will of God? You think deep thoughts. Whoa. <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, is justice justice? A- 
is justice justice because it is a command of God? This is for those people who believe in God. But I mean, this is for me. I'm thinking is justice justice because it is a command of God, like God commands it, which presupposes that perhaps he is not like this is something he. Yeah. And or does is justice justice because that is the will, like that is the actual movement of Mm -hmm. God is that Mm -hmm. it is that that it's his action. Yeah. So then how justice is agreed upon and all of that would mm. come. Yeah. It's almost as he doing it or are we doing it? Right. Yeah. Are we enacting yes. justice right. because so he we, commanded it? Right. Or so are, are we, right. Or is or, it just because he wills it? Yeah. Because he mm. wills it. Is something just because he wills it? Yeah. Dang. That's uh, a good question. I'm impressed. Bring that too. So I'm, we're just going to let him be the one who answers that question. I don't know. <laughs> That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you um, giving us giving us something to kind of ponder. And that's yeah, literally I was, what I was thinking today because I was in a discussion about that. Yeah. So as what I'm pondering. Yeah. Isn't it amazing the questions that stick with us from conversations like that? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, part of my desire is that we would start to be attentive to those things because I think when those things do get us thinking, it's actually a place that God wants to talk to us. You know, it's a, it's a place that's clearly resonating with us in some ways. And so often I just go through my busy day and I don't take the time to actually sit with it, to mm-hmm. sit with something, to do, yeah, to ponder, to wonder. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. friends, Hickman's, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Are you um, on Instagram, oh, Facebook? Yeah. What, what's your website? Sure. Yeah. Delraycollective.com that's a good place to start with us. Um, there's a YouTube channel, there's an Instagram, uh, any four, uh, would be mine. And then your- mine is Kana Hickman, but yeah. I'm, I'm real lazy with Instagram. Yeah, lately, we're terrible so. at Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But- that's because you have eight children. Maybe yeah. you so. get to be lazy. Yeah, we do. We have a we do have an Instagram handle for our pilgrimage, which is called Guate Hickman. Yeah. Guate um, Hickman. And that one's fun yeah. to follow too, but, um, yeah. But yeah, we'd love to. I mean, but but DelrayCollective.com is an easy way to reach out. So if you have any questions for us or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, or you want to start a porch or you want to find a porch. Yeah. Looking yeah. for a porch. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got porches open all across the country. And so, yeah, we're not the only ones now who open their house yeah. either weekly or monthly. So yeah. We've got lots of people around the country who do so. So. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening. Hickman's, thank you for joining me from across the country. Um, As per usual, I would love to hear any thoughts or any questions that you're pondering after listening to this episode. You can call our Google voice number and leave a voicemail or shoot us a text at 605-215-1515. I'll tag that in the show notes. And I'll also have all of these places that you can find the Hickmans and follow along with their awesome journey and support the ministry that they're doing. So until next time, friends, God bless you and we'll see you next.